Hey, 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 what's up, y'all? This is Coach Herb, and I'm joined by my homegirl, B. And once again, we have another special guest, and Mr. Ben is in the background, and we have a guest named Mr. Dylan Hughes. How you doing, Dylan? How's everything? Welcome, Dylan. Welcome, welcome. We truly appreciate you coming on today because we're going to talk a little bit. Yeah, and taking time out because you're totally on the other side of the country right now. So this is 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 that West Coast or is that like Midwest? What do you Uh, call it? So it's it's like two hours behind. Yeah, okay. Which is very, it's still, thank you for joining us with the whole time, the time thing. Mountain time, West Coast time. Oh, it's a, it's an adjustment. It's a, yeah. it's a whole adjustment. <laughs> I know. Yes, right. Yes, and today you're going to come on and talk to us about um, your time at Liberty University. We all know a little bit's going on there, and so I got the pleasure to meet you back in 2017, and you know we got to speak and kind of bond a little bit, and you told me a little bit about your time at Liberty University, but you know, you were still going through the motions about what was happening and whatnot. So I'm glad that you came to talk to us today about what's going on because that's what I had to say. I had to to make it sound PC. It was going through the motions. The emotions. (laughs) I absolutely was still going through. (laughs) That's very interesting. Give us like a little um, synopsis of, kind of how you grew up and all of that good stuff and and then we'll get into it and get a little real with you. Absolutely. Well, I grew up in a little town, um, well, grew up in Okeechobee, Florida, Um, but I was born in Fort Pierce, Florida. Didn't really grow up in a religious household, didn't really grow up in a um, a household that taught those kind of values in any way, shape, or form. Um, But like at a very young age, I started going to church on my own. I had friends who would go to church and so I would just attend with them. Um, so later on through life, like I would just bounce in and out of church. <clears throat> but then it was more in my like teen years that it was, I guess my form of rebellion, like my house wasn't religious. Um, they didn't really care for any of that at all. And so for me to get out of the house, for me to get away from everything that was happening there, it was just like, hey, I can go to church. I can be with my friends. I can hang out there. And so um, that was my like induction, I guess, introduction to religion. And then from there, like I really just started drinking the Kool-Aid. I um, got very involved in the church. I was a part of the youth praise band. And so I was there six out of seven days a week doing something of some odd ends or other. Um, And through that, it actually led me to go to a different college before Liberty University (laughs) called Word of Life Bible Institute. And that one is located in Hudson, Florida. Um, and the second one, I did my second year in um, Pottersville, New York. <clears throat> and it was like, it was really intense. Um, it's, a, it's a place where you go to get yourself grounded in the word of God before you like join the secular world or go off to college. Okay. Um, so for me, uh, I thought that was a perfect thing, you know, because in the back of my mind, there was always this like, hey, you're gay. Um, but I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I can't be gay. Like, I'm religious. You can't right. be gay and religious. Um, <laughs> so, like, the whole time I was there, I was like, okay, pray the gay away, pray the gay away. You know what they say. Um, so then it went to my second year in New York. Still, nothing was working. Um, and then I go back down to Florida, Word of Life, to work there. Um, and I decided, like, this just really wasn't for me. 
And from there, we moved, I moved <laughs> to Lynchburg, Virginia, which is where Liberty University is right. located. And so I heard like, hey, if you get, like if you work there, your education's for free. And like, I was already attending online and that was half off, but like, hey, I like free things. And so right. I was looking at their, I was looking at their job postings every single day, um, applying to every job, whether I was qualified or not. And then eventually a job listing posted for like the facilities um, area, like a janitor, like custodian. And so I was like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. So I was a janitor for about a year um, there. And then I went into financial aid and then from there, yeah, I went to DC. <laughs> yeah. um, but like from the religious side, like I'm not super religious anymore. I wouldn't say that it's something that I resonated with because with my time at Liberty University, and I don't, I want to stop and say, Liberty University is not the reason that I'm not a Christian anymore. Like so many people are that, and that's not, that's not for me. For me, it was while I was at Liberty, I was studying the word of God. Like I was reading the Bible every single day. I was a religion major. Um, and like, it just, I don't use it. Um, because I was reading the Bible every day and studying these things, I was just finding out like the Bible says this, like, it's not okay to be, okay. it's not okay to be gay. It's not okay to be the person that you are. And like, along with all of the other people who were saying like, it's not okay to be gay, all the televangelists, all the regular evangelists, even just people in my life who were saying gay is not okay. And then there's this other side of me that was like, well, this is who you are. There's no escaping it. You've been trying to escape this forever. And so it just led me to this point in my life where I was like, one of these has to go, you know? Mm -hmm. I, it's either my religion or my life. Right. And for me, like, I love myself. So the other one had to go. So that is where it led for me, um, where religion being, it's just, I love me. This religion doesn't love me. And this religion doesn't accept me. Mm -hmm. so why would I be a part of this religion? And that's where it led. <laughs> Like it's like me saying, um, I would like to pray the black off of me. Right. That, that doesn't make any sense. Like there's no way you can yeah. do that. Mm -hmm. and be but you have someone sitting here telling you, Hey, like you can pray the black off of you. Like right. I promise you, it can happen. It can happen. You go on the internet and you can see all these people who are like, Look, I am a white man now. Right. I used to be a black man. And you'll like read these things and they like convince you. Yes. They, yeah. Oh my God, I, I could, I could literally get rid of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's my identity, man. <laughs> I can't. No. Yeah. No. I totally get it. Like, and I think that's why I love that about you because you were able to, I felt like when I met you, you were coming to terms with the fact that you knew you were gay. You knew that everybody around you needed to know that you were, and not that you were like shouting it to the world, but like you were, you know, that was your moment of like coming out, right? And so I was thankful to be a part of it, but also knew how it could be like a struggle, right? I mean, come on now, you're an adult at that moment, right? And so you're on your own trying to figure out what's going on, but then now you're at this super religious university that will tell you everything in their might that it's wrong. Right. 
and then have you read everything <laughs> to say that is wrong. I mean, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot. That and is a lot to deal with. I think one of the biggest like qualms with Liberty too is that if you do have the struggle, if you do vocalize your struggle, um, like if you seek help, they will put you into a class. Oh wow! They, they like round up all of the men on this campus. This story gets worse. They round up all these groups on this campus and. Okay, so it's like, okay, so we're here this Tuesday and this Thursday. You've all said you're gay. Now we're going to pray and we're going to talk about how wrong it is to be gay. And all of this, look, we're not here to shame anybody else either. Um, but this is all led by a man named Dane Emmerich, D-A-N-E-E-M-E-R-I-C-K. Um, and he is a disgusting human. He is a bad individual. And he preys on these young men who go into this class. He himself is, I'm sorry, my heart rate's going up. Um, he himself is just a very, very bad man. Um, and if we could just get his mm -hmm. wife to open up her messages in Facebook from all of the men who have sent screenshots of things that hit her, that her husband has sent to them or things that he've said, he has. Wow. He has talked to yeah. friends of mine. He has one of my friends, Andrew, um, shared a story with me about one time when he was going to him and he'd convinced like you know what maybe it would be better if like you just weren't around you know instead of being gay it might be easier for you if you just weren't around you know yourself. And it's that, like, yeah you know, right like suicide that's not good at all going through that like wow it's just that is yeah. the, that's the person that they have in charge of that little class. And so if that goes to shed yeah. or share any light on right. what is happening and truly going on at Liberty University, like that's just one little glimpse. Like yeah. you're not getting help when you're put into those classes. You are, you're being preyed upon. I have messages from that man. Mind you, I've never met Dane Emmerich. I have never talked to the man in my life. And it was literally the day that I was fired from Liberty. Oh, this is like, spoiler alert, I got fired from Liberty for being gay. Um, but when I got fired, it was literally that day he reached out and he's like, hey, I just wanted to say hi to you and just reach out to you. I remember the fond conversations that we've had. And I'm like, you know that we've never met. I don't know who you are <laughs> at all. And like, I shared this with a couple of my like gay friends who also went to Liberty and um, you know, one who I'm talking about, Bianca, mm -hmm. <laughs> he was at beach with us. And, yes. Um, and I shared it with him and he's like, oh yeah, he does that. He messages people all the time. He's a really weird, mm -hmm. creepy old man. I'm like, how do we not, how is this not shed? How is this not being shared yet? <laughs> yeah, this is, this mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And you know, people like, people were, I mean, people get very like scared, mm -hmm. right? They always feel like if you, tell on someone you'll be I mean you know if you snitch on one some person right then you're going to be taken down for it in a sense and sometimes I mean you just need to speak up on it because bad stuff happens and you don't need it to just sweep it under the rug and let it go right, right. I mean well, that's yeah. a lot to like hold on to it was like I mean for me I was 25 like you said I was a 25 year old man 
I was still working at Liberty and I was trying to hide this identity. Like mm-hmm. with you guys, um, this was after it all happened, but like I, I shared it with a couple people that I thought that I was gay and I like, like I knew that I was gay. Like, you know, I know that, yeah. I, but I just don't think that I can like reconcile it with my religion right now. I'm just not able to do that. Like, this is just not working for me. So I'm just going to put this on the back burner and let it sit there and just let it muddle. And then it was really when I got fired from Liberty that it was like, I already knew, like, I'm not religious, but when I was fired from Liberty and that day, I know of two others personally, but I've heard that there was upwards of 16 other people fired that same day for being gay. Um, it was October 2nd or 3rd, 2016. Um, and so it was in that point of my life that I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be outed now, you know, like no one in my personal life knows this, none of that. And so I went from like 1200 friends on Facebook overnight to like, and I dwindled it down to about 300. Like I deleted almost everybody out of my life. Um, I knew that this was just going to not be right. Everyone who was in my life was very religious. Like mm. I was there, like everything. Yeah. I was about to be like exiled from everything. Um, <laughs> is this is this sorry to cut you off? But is this from like when when you're saying that everybody in your life was religious? That there was nobody that you like like spoke to that kind of like had a little bit of questioning. Like you questioned it. Like hey, you know. I feel like this is who I am. And then the person that you're speaking to didn't say, hey, I kind of like understand or did, were they all really trying to just like push the whole? So the first person I talked to, his name was Zach Sotomayor. He's such a good guy. Mm-hmm. He um, lived, not lived, he worked with me in financial aid and I just got promoted to be like a financial aid advisor. And so on Tuesdays and Thursday nights, we would go over to, Liberty University online, and like we take questions from the academic advisors for financial aid. Um, and there was one day he's like, "Hey, tell me about yourself." And in my mind, I was like, "I, I already knew who I was. Like, I was trying to scare this guy away. Like, I don't want, I don't need these friends. Like, I don't need any more Christian friends. Like, I'm good." Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so I was like, "Well, I think I might be gay. I don't know if I'm a Christian. Like." I love to drink. I smoke weed all the time. And then someone like walked up and he had to like take a question for them. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. put this on pause. And then like after they left, he's like, I think you'd get along with my friends. You should come up to DC with these sometimes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think you'd really get along with my friends. And so he like kept trying and kept trying to get me up. But I was like, no, no, no. Like I don't need any more Liberty friends. Not going to happen. And then one day there was a like, a play. It was a Midsummer's Night Dream by Wolfgang Productions down at the Devil's Backbone Brewery. And it was just all the friends from DC, but instead of going up to DC, they came down to Lynchburg. And so we watched that and I just really vibed with them. From then I started going to DC with them almost every single weekend. Friday night would come around and we'd drive up to DC, stay there for the weekend with our friend Candace and then come back down for the week. Um, and that eventually is what led us to all moving. So Zach and Doreen and my, my three friends, they moved up here and that was like it. I was the last person left in DC or in Lynchburg from our little DC group that I had 
like formed after I've realized this isn't, I'm not here for the religion. Um, we, so they left. And then I was planning on moving in January of 2017. And I was saving up, had everything ready for it. And August comes around instead. And like, I get called into the office on a Friday and they sit me down and they're like, hey, do you know what the app Grinder is? I was like, yeah. They're like, why would you know what that is? I was like, I've struggled with homosexuality. I've used it in the past. Like, what do you need from me? <laughs> right. Um, obviously, I was more sympathetic at that point. I was still drinking the Kool-Aid. or not, I wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid. I was acting like I was drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. they were like, well, we'll just, we're just going to sit on this. And so it's like, okay. So this is them fostering a culture of fear at this point. Like, we're just going to sit on this. Cool. And that's all. That's all I got from that entire interaction. I had no idea what was going on. So the entire weekend, I was like, what the fuck's happening? Like, what yeah. is going on? Like, is there mm-hmm. something serious happening? Like, right. at that point, I hadn't had a grinder in, God, eight months, nine months. Like, I, yeah. I hated the app. Like, there's nothing on it. And especially, think about it in Lynchburg, Virginia. Okay. So... <laughs> I'm just telling the truth. I just pictured that and I was like, you might have a point there. All you got to do is picture it. I promise. Yes. <laughs> so like I hadn't had it. And then they pulled me in Monday at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And they're like, so we saw that you had a conversation with someone on Grindr and we don't condone that here at Liberty University. So we're firing you. And I was like, excuse me wow yep and they had my entire box of my desk packed up that i had just left from a different yeah. side of town um and yeah it was just like really intense and so in that moment i was just really really like nervous i was freaking out i had no idea what was going on everything that i had been afraid of like this fear that is in your head, like, I'm going to be fired for this someday. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, just for being the person I am, like, I'm going to get fired for this someday. And, like, for the first time in my life, for the very first time in my life, as a 25-year-old man, like, like, I understood what discrimination was. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, Sorry. Okay, love. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I hear you. Like, I yeah. Never, never experienced that before in my life. And so immediately I call my friend Candace and I'm like crying with her. And I'm like, this is, this is what's happening. This is what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, and she's like, that's fine. You're moving up here. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't plan on moving up there until January. Like I just paid off all of my medical like insurance. Like I have no money right now. And she's like, no it's okay. You're moving up here. I was like, well, there's just no way. Um, so I packed my car up. I had $6 and a bag of desperation and I moved into her living room. I stayed in her living room for nine months. She could have had a baby in that time, (laughs) but no, she had me instead. (laughs) I stayed on her couch for nine months and 
Wow, shout, shout out to Candace. Shout out to Candace. I love Candace. <laughs> They're like yeah. the only thing. They saved my fucking life, man. Right. I, I was at this point mm -hmm. in my life where I was terrified. I had no idea what was happening. Like I said, the fear that I'd always been afraid of, um, it was coming to life. It was yeah. smacking me right in the face and happening. Um, so at first it was really surreal i guess it just didn't feel like this could actually be happening you know it felt like a dream um and then i i remember getting into my car after it happened and like there was that moment of holy shit my life just got turned upside down it just but got like, real <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but my radio was on and there was a song by ben rector um, that started playing and it was like when I close my eyes and pretend or, and dance like nobody's watching something like that um, and then it's called brand new the song is called brand new and by the end of the song it's like and I feel like I've been renewed I feel brand new and like oh, wow. even in that moment even in that moment it was like okay this is a good thing yeah mm -hmm. um because it was something I'd been afraid of. It's something I'd been toying yeah. with. Now to some friends, I, I talked to some friend and told them like, hey, I'm gay. Um, while others, it's like, praise God, <laughs> praise God. Um, yeah. And it got to that point where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be who I'm gonna be. So I moved to DC um, that September. So September, 2016 and then I officially came out like on Facebook and to my family um, the next month in October. Um, and that was really great. So it's almost been, I guess, four years now since I've been out. Mm -hmm. um, How was the reaction with your family? <laughs> Say again? How was the reaction with your family? Completely different from what I thought it would be. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. I sat down and my dad wasn't home. He was still like out working on cars. And so I sat down and I was talking with my mom. And I was like, yo, like, you know I'm gay, right? And she's like, well, I never wanted to assume. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, I never wanted to assume, but I had a feeling. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. So this right. this was easy. That was great. So that's how we're gonna do this with my dad. All right. right. Um, yeah. So then he like walks through the door, and like I just like blew up out of my mouth. He's like walked through the door. And I was like, Dad, I have to tell you something. I'm gay. And he's mm -hmm. like, he looked at me, and he just walked upstairs, and didn't see him for like 10, 15 minutes. I was talking to my mom. I was like what the fuck is going on? Like, right. Like, yeah. You got to come down and shoot me. Like, what's yeah. Happening? And then he's like, come on, we need to smoke about it. And so like, we go out back and he's rolled like four joints. <laughs> so, I'm like, all right, so this is how we're doing it. So we went out back and we just smoked like four joints and talked, mm -hmm. talked about it. And bonded. And he's like, are you happy? Right. Like, yeah. Probably the happiest I've been. He's like, will you be happier? I was like, probably. He's like, then I'm fine. I don't care. 
I want you and your brother to be happy. Yeah. And it was like, it was like a really cool moment just because like, I've, I've never felt super close with my parents. Like mm-hmm. they, they raised me and my brother very independently. Like they've raised us that if anything ever happened to them, we would be set. And like, they raised us that way, but almost at a fault to them only because it's like, we are so independent now. Yeah. Um, but it's like, we had that moment where it was like, okay, we're seeing eye to eye. We're both adults. And like, if there's anything that we can agree on, it's that, um, mm-hmm. it's that we all want that mutual happiness. Um, because I am the only blue person in my family, uh, I believe I'm the only person, no, I know I'm the only person who voted blue in 2016. And I believe I will be the only person that does it again in 2020. Which is fine, Mm -hmm. you know? That's interesting that they're so- It's just like completely different. Yeah, Mm -hmm. wow. And it's like, we're at that point where we we are adults. Like, I'm not just their son anymore. I'm an adult man living my life. Mm -hmm. And I just think it was a really beautiful, really cool moment that I was able to have that with them. And now, even now, knowing that they are like voting for an opposite person of I am, it's, it's cool that we can just sit down and have those adult conversations without it going sour, getting yeah. bitter or nasty, which you just see happen so right. often. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Like people use phrases like, oh yeah, we're go- we, we started talking and everything went south. Yeah. Like, what, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's why does everything go south more why is everything south no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm from florida <laughs> i get it i get it i get it so um yeah so you know we have a couple of questions for you um mr ben in actuality is the man that like has the the knowledge and the wisdom who where, blesses us with where, the questions yeah, we're, we're the right. ones that like make you know side comments and talk way too much probably <laughs> And Ben tries to keep us straight and narrow and <laughs> not going off the rails a lot. So right. what you got for us, Mr. Ben? Sure. Thanks for the nice introduction. <laughs> um, Always, Dylan. man. It's true. We got uh, you, buddy. <laughs> Dylan, um, I know you kind of mentioned um, your separation from uh, the religious aspects of your life um, currently after the everything that's kind of gone on with you, but are you uh, actively or, you know, passively searching for um, a new uh, sector of a religion or of a religion that uh, kind of falls more in line with your beliefs and your uh, ideals? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, for me, I, I think my, my view of religion has definitely changed because for me, religion was always just this organization you know it was religion was a church it was it was this culture of perpetuating the same thing over and over again and like I wanted to get out of that um but now I know the religion just even through my studies of it at liberty able like being able to see the sides like Judaism or like even I don't know what was it there was there was this really crazy like pagan religion that had to do with like real life witchcraft. Um, And it was like really interesting and intriguing. But for me, like, I just like to take life as it is at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, I believe my personal beliefs is that when we die, it's black. Um, It's like going to sleep. Um, 
like had I died in my sleep last night, I'd have no idea that it happened wherever mm -hmm. I reside. Death can't reside at the same time. And when we do, like, I'm not going to know about it. Right. Yeah. Would you say That's that? Deep. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you say that um, with through your experience with, um, with Liberty and that side, uh, are you kind of surprised by everything that's recently come out uh, about Jerry Falwell Jr.? I mean, I know there's always been, you know, things going on with him and his father, but obviously the big thing that just kind of happened recently with uh, the uh, thruple or the third person kind of brought into their relationship possibly. Um, I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you, are you, you know, did, did that, has that surprised you as the reaction from, liberty the um for them to finally distance themselves from him uh has any of this really kind of uh taken you aback or what's your what are your view, viewpoints on it so it doesn't surprise me yeah i mean there were always whispers that like something was going on while okay. we were there um and i mean like look i have been sexually liberated i have gone and been a part of not a part of a throuple but been involved in a throuple for a second and it's like cool cool for him but the way that he was doing it um it's just it it is a little hypocrisy the way that he is condemning everybody and condemning the gays condemning mm -hmm. just liars condemning alcoholics condemning literally any person that doesn't fall like directly in line with the tracks and things that he has laid down, then they're like ostracized. They're out. They're not a part of it anymore. And it's like, you aren't falling into your own track, sir. Yeah. You kicked out of your own university. Right. Sucks, doesn't it? I'll talk to you if you want to. Give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little odd. <laughs> Unless there's a third person, then... Hey, you can watch me talk to someone. That's all right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So by the sounds of it, it doesn't believe that we, that uh, the group thinks that he's been uh, blackmailed by this uh, third party gentleman uh, that is now trying to take advantage. And it was solely just an affair with his wife. We, you know, sounds like we firmly believe that he was uh, intertwined with, uh, with that relationship. It wasn't just something his wife and this other person were doing on the side. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, <laughs> and can we talk about how disgusting he is for doing that? Right. Like, they, okay, yeah. so everyone finds out about this throuple, right? And the first thing he does, he doesn't say like, oh yeah, bad on us. He's like, my fucking wife, she was doing it. She's the dirty <laughs> one. She is gross. And it's like, bro, really? watching uh -huh. it. You're yeah. to it. Like, you are... Mm -hmm. and then you get but off. just imagine all the other stuff that he's been hiding yeah 10.5 million dollars yeah. was his severance yep mm -hmm. are you kidding me that's more money than i will ever make in that, my life right that is more money than i'd like to say right now so just <laughs> that's what he very, yeah the fact that he condemned all those individuals just mm -hmm. because they were finding themselves and doing what they feel is best for them and the whole time he has been hiding doing his that. secret life 
secret life. So that you know, what, doing what, 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 what category is that? Like, is that like that hypocrisy? Hypocrisy and S and M. Yeah, I guess that would be part of the BDSM. Yeah, because I mean, for sure, he probably yeah. was maybe you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Like, you, what you stab yourself, pinch yourself. What What do you do when you're watching? Damn, Herb. Just, <laughs> hey, look. Like, maybe I mean, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, probably maybe, pinching himself. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe he enjoys being cuckold, which is basically you know having somebody else be the you know main person in the relationship. You're oh, subservient so... to basically what's kind of happening. Right. 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 Oh, God. Yeah, I know Did he call himself? Little pet, little doggy. What do you call himself? Puppies and all of that. I mean, there are um, there are so many different fetishes and turn-ons and all that kind of thing. I mean, if we're being really honest right now, (laughs) and why I most recently deleted Grinder. Um, so I re-downloaded it. When I got to Denver, I was going to be like, hey, let's see what, because I haven't had one in like two years in DC. I was like, look, we don't need this. We're good. Um, yes. So I downloaded it out in Denver. I was going to say like, hey, what's good? And then I kid you not. I kid you not, guys. Like a dude sends me a message and is like, hey, I was just curious. Do you want to like come over and kick me in my balls as hard as you can? I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I am good. I am good. What? Like, there are absolutely so many different things out there. Um, and like, I, I don't put anything past well, I don't put anything past them. Right. The amount of money with the mm-hmm. amount of power that he has, like, and like his his house is real private too. It's a huge ranch, like. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you yeah. please on there if you really wanted to, right? Yeah. I do not. It's scary. It's scary to think yeah. about, like. It's very weird. <laughs> but it wouldn't be weird if he was upfront about it you know what i mean like if you just were yourself about it you'd be fine but the fact that you are at this university where you're shoving this down somebody's throat about all the rules that you've come up with to not be the type of person that he's been out here being this whole time and ben enlightened me to like his dad and i was like wow it's been the whole family this whole time oh god no one like has said anything for years yeah, so. some of some of the things like his. Um, so I, when I was doing research to talk about today, we uh, looked at his his dad because I had seen something on TV once, and I that's what I explained to Bianca was about his beliefs <clears throat> about nine eleven terrorist attacks, where basically America deserved them because of uh, homosexuality and paganism and things like that. That basic and abortionists that basically we. Uh, have brought this upon ourselves and stuff like that was a video clip, <clears throat> excuse me, that I had seen. And I was like, man, that like, that's crazy to think that these things are happening. He's such a public figure in this, you know, religion in the, at this school at, you know, in this just area where he has, mm-hmm. you know, basically formed a life for uh, his family. And, and then he has other things like he talked about uh, Jews. Can, he's been quoted as saying Jews can make more money accidentally than you can on purpose. He's questioned the sincerity and the nonviolence of Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, when everything was going on, uh, uh, the original march for with Martin Luther King and his I, I Have a Dream speech and everything right. like that. So he definitely has, uh, his views on uh, homosexuality has been, you know, at times different when you look at his uh, beliefs about civil rights for the LGBTQ community, which is a very, you know, strange uh 
opposition to have, which is, you know, people shouldn't be gay, but also if you are, you should have all these rights, which is, you know, really great to see, but then why, like, how is he kind of separating those two things in his head? The only, the only time I've ever seen him say anything about LGBTQ getting civil rights, was that with his interview with um, Tucker Carlson? Yes, I believe so. And then there was, I think, something else where there was one other mention of it uh, uh, in an article or something where he had he had been asked and uh, he was saying about how, yeah, the, you know, uh, when civil rights were kind of all becoming a thing and he's talking about the uh, MLK and stuff like that and people were asking about uh, homosexuals and he was like, you know, I believe, you know, everybody is created equally and this, that and the other maybe he doesn't want to see those people around, but everyone's created equally deserves those rights. But then obviously he uh, doesn't want anybody like that in his religion. Right. My thought process on that whole matter was, because if you go back to the time that it was, um, when he was calling the civil rights movement, the civil wrong movement. um, And he said he questioned the authenticity of um, MLK's um, speech and his motives for everything because he's just this um, left wing liberal. Um, so the only time I've ever seen him say anything pro, pro homo, pro gay, pro LGBTQ, um, was with that interview with Tucker Carlson, where he's saying, I believe everybody should have the same rights. He mentioned gays, but during that time, segregation was still a thing. All that was still going on. And if you look at his track record, um, and if you look at his church, his church was one of the first churches to integrate segregation or like to de-integrate segregation. He was one of the first churches to allow like African-Americans to attend his church. And so for me, for that one little quote saying, I think that they all deserve rights. I think, I believe that was him talking more about like, black individuals or Hispanic individuals more Mm -hmm. so than gay. Even if he did say gays deserve rights, I think it was a political thing because if you look at the long history list of everything else he said, how we're an abomination, how AIDS is is what we deserve and it's what everyone who dies of, um, or everyone who is gay deserves to die of that. Like all of these things that he said, he has had a laundry list of anti-homosexual rhetoric. And like, I was fired from his university of being gay. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't believe a word. I don't, I don't believe that there's any opposition. I think Jerry Falwell Sr. was very, very, very clear on where he stood with the LGBTQ plus community. Well, my, my last question to you, Dylan, um, it can be a little personal, but it's, you know, I think uh, a lot of people are going to benefit from uh, hearing your answers. What would you say to any LGBTQ people who are struggling with their religion, who, you know, want to, you know, maybe have grown up in a family that has been super religious and has kind of always, you know, gone to church and it's just the only thing they've known, but they just are not finding, um, not finding a place that's accepting to them or they're having to question themselves on a daily basis because it's not something they're being taught or being forced to uh to believe and um so i just was really interested with your background and everything that you've kind of gone through uh what would be something that if we have young viewers who could watch this or parents who could share just this message with their children what would you want to say just be gay like just be gay Mm -hmm. there 
there are so many things in this world that are going to like tear you down. Like your identity should be one of those. Right. You shouldn't have yeah. to struggle with the person that you are. You shouldn't have to struggle with how you want to identify, how you do identify, how you were born. If you grew up in that situation or if you are currently in that situation, my best advice is to get yourself a solid, a solid group of individuals who care for you, who love you, and who are going to support you in everything that you're going to do in your life and want to do. Align yourself with people who want to see you succeed. Align yourself with people who love you and people who care for you. But above all that, just be gay. I, I, I want to sidebar on that. Um, like, I feel like the, the person that, you know, did basically that wrote that section of the Bible that, you know, gay should be abolished. I really think that that person was actually fighting homosexuality himself or mm -hmm. herself. I'm, I'm assuming it's a guy because we're stupid and we do dumb things a lot more than women. But I think um, that that person was fighting that feeling. So he, he figured, oh, let me. He had to write it down and let me put it, it down. down and, and let me tell everybody to, else. To, like, yeah, basically, because religion is, religion tells you, you know, you have to do this, 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 and this in order to go to heaven, right? Which, you know, mm -hmm. that's whatever. But. That's a whole different episode. Yeah, that's another episode. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just like, why can't you just be a good person yeah. without using religion to be a good person? Like you can't, you can just be a good person by looking at somebody and saying hi, bye. You know, obviously we're all yeah. going to get along perfectly, but you shouldn't invoke your beliefs on somebody else if mm -hmm. they feel a certain way. And that's yeah. where I feel like religion has caused a lot of problems. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the religious people who are watching, like constantly you hear, go and be a Berean, be a Berean. Who, who were the Bereans? The Bereans were these people who just didn't take what you said for, for anything. They right. didn't, they didn't care at all. So they're like, we're going to investigate it ourselves. We're going to look into anything. We're going to do all the investigations and we're going to find this to be fact before we take your word on. And so it's like you so oftentimes in like the religious communities here, make yourself a Berean, be a Berean. But like, if you're being a Berean, come on, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to know yourself before you, yeah. you know. Before you're trying to figure out everything else. Yeah. <laughs> before you go out and try and study the world and figure out everything about the world, you need to figure yourself out. Right. And surround yourself with people who yeah. want to see you do well. So you now, now Dylan, you have to stand up and show us that. You got to show us your shirt. Oh, don't mind. <laughs> I got you. Got to love that. You gotta, I love it. Yes, I love is, it. The thing is, the thing is about that show. So it's it's very interesting. They actually were very progressive in a way. Yeah. They went. They they yeah. they dealt with they a lot. Hoes. <laughs> they dealt yes. with the subjects. They were a house full of hoes. Yeah. Yep. And they actually worked it really well, and really I really well. appreciate them for it. Mm -hmm. Going from 80-something to <laughs> right 60-something. I love it. 
That's great. Good in their own in their own way. It's just so yes. funny. Like that's how the world should be. Like if they can do it, they're kind of an example. Actually, if they can do it, we the rest of the world should be able to do it because Herb, that is a quote of the day. If the Golden Girls can do it, we can do it. <laughs> Look at you. That's it. a story on Instagram. Right. <laughs> Like what well, if you watch the show, you gotta be like, wow, these like you you gotta go back and rewatch it because a lot of stuff you miss, the little hidden hints, you know, you you you, mm-hmm. you go, wow, look at look at this. This is yeah. This is telling you. Realize how progressive about. they were when you right. were it's like, right. this yeah. was when? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dylan. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I, once again, appreciate you for being in my life. I will never forget that day that we sat on the beach and you decided to, you know, you hadn't known me and Dave, but for so long and you decided to come out to us. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. And at that same time, I, right. might, I might have been a little drunk. And <laughs> I remember Bianca. I think we all were. I think we all were. Bianca and sharing with us, like, yeah, yes. having like just so. a couple issues, and I was like, "Look, yeah, don't worry about your issues; they're all gonna be settled." <laughs> and I said, "Watch, don't even worry we about had it. You new baby. Pregnant. You are yeah. pregnant right now, and you're gonna yeah. give birth on my on my birthday, February 20th. Yes. I'll have her. Yes, and, and that's then, what happened. You know, and <laughs> yep. little Fiona came out, and I was like, "Yep." Exactly. Yes, (laughs) me and Dave were trying to have a baby, and um, we were having more so me we're having a moment and I decided to talk to Dylan about it because I have not I don't I'm not one to really like talk about my emotions and whatnot and so I just felt like at that moment at like 6 30 in the morning that we needed to bond a little bit more and he looked at me he told me everything is going to be all right and you're going to have a baby and your baby's going to come out on my birthday and I was like okay that's something to speak it right into the world, and right that is exactly existence. what happened. So I know, yeah. So Fiona, and look at know, how fierce she is in February twenty third, two thousand seventeen. Um, and, and so, she is you something know, else. It's, it's been great, to say the least. She is something else. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Fits right with you, Dylan. Yep. Fiona, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fiona. So we just, you know. Yeah, we just want to say thank you so much for yeah, opening up you, to us, you, yeah. and joining us on our podcast, and Dylan will also be joining us for our coming out day as well. And so, um, oh. you'll yeah, I'm going to let you know about all of that, but that'll be awesome. And so, you know, until yeah. next time, folks. I know that's great. <laughs> peace, peace, love, yes. guys. Peace, next time. Love. All right, appreciate <laughs> it.